What's up, everybody? Welcome to World Walkers, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast played by professional cartoonists. I'm Pedro Galicia, the creator and GM of World Walkers. Previously, the group had decided to travel deeper and deeper into the swamps, looking for the next leg of their journey. Within the swamps, the group encountered bubbling oozes that destroyed not only Tompkins' arcane shield, but Ertleby's revolver, too. Now, the group must continue onwards, hoping to find their way through the swamps before some other terrible creatures discover their existence. While Ertl, um, Vasa would have went over and untied the rope from the tree. You can see, like, Tompkins is, like, holding a small pouch on his side. He makes sure it's extra tied up and tight. And then, um, he says, are we we ready to go then? And then she would hold her end again, and when she comes back, she just briefly crouches and, like, puts a hand on Ertlebee's shoulder and really just doesn't say anything, but there's just like a moment where it's like, you know, sort of to communicate that she respects the weight of the loss that Ertlebee just sacrificed for the the group and their mission. And then she rises and she says, um, we should keep moving lest those things reform. Yes. Let's do it. I guess it's just sickles here on out for me. Well, you have a lot now, in your grandmother. I should point out that when you come across the materials, you can craft another gun. And she's gonna. Okay, so you have gunsmithing as a skill, which is like mm-hmm. an exclusive skill that doesn't exist outside of guns, uh, gunslinger. So, Pedro, what are the ingredients? It's like it's like using quick thinking and only some um, grass, a twig, and an acorn, or it'll be crafting new guns. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a completely. Uh, plant-based gun <laughs> that she makes it's that becomes her new gun. weapon. It's yeah, a vegan gun. she's gonna make it. <laughs> do you want to know what it's gonna take, or do you want to wait? Tell me, tell me on the side, because she's definitely gonna go gunless for a little while. Hey, Grandma, do you want to borrow? You want to use my bow for now? Just like uses Roberto's hand and <laughs> it's a gun now. <laughs> you can make a gun out of anything (laughs) you do also know that your 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 exfoliation book is kind of waterlogged any other paperwork that you would have had on you because you went fully underwater oh no I like to imagine that like on her off days Erdobee's just like in a little rocking chair by the sun and she's like trying to knit a scarf and she's like tick, tick, tick. oh I made a gun again darn <laughs> <laughs> I'll send that one to Fenwick <laughs> the grandma's not making guns um, she's gonna she's gonna devote like as they take off she's gonna be just like shaking out the exfoliation book to try and get it to air dry yeah yeah you'll be able to salvage it just want to let you know thank you no it's like, crinkly Vasa also looks to Roberto and says, um, "Can you heal yourself?" Oh, I don't, I don't, I would not want to linger here. That's true. I should do that. Did you guys get hurt? I, yeah, they got slammed. I'm like, wow. Roberto got slammed by like 
stuff and stuffs. That's too man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm and like Tompkins kind of just like <laughs> twists and moves. He's like, I don't know. I just, they couldn't touch me. Good honestly, Vasa reaches good. over and just That's like great. twists his ear really hard. Oh yeah, you're way better than they are. These guys were. Oh. Well, that's that's why I don't fight you, I guess. And he kind of just like, walks forward a little bit. Good for you, Tompkins. Thanks. I, I, I stay kind of. Like... I think I'm ready to train soon. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tompkins so have much. Peaked out on my natural <gasps> talent, but. Nice. Well, we'll get you started on some light weights, and then we're gonna go into Heal cardio yourself, a little Roberto. bit. Heal yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Take care of yourself, man. Uh, hit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tompkins forever. <laughs> Trying not to choke the person <laughs> just, she just spent two crystals on. It's like, no, don't hurt him. It might cost another crystal. Vasa would, like, while they're walking, I guess it's like because they're walking carefully. Can can Vasa walk carefully but also give inspirational speech or does that require her stop and like... No, you can casually walk as long as nothing happens. Yeah, while she's doing that, Vasa's just gonna sort of like give a quiet talk she says you know um she says i i don't know where our story is going or what losses we will suffer along the way but i know that even if our story ends tomorrow we have led an epic tale that will surely resonate beyond even beyond this world and many others and it will tell a tale of friends that even if they're separated by world or water or land have Stay together to try and achieve the impossible, and th- and then everybody gets plus six inspiration, uh, plus uh, plus, plus six uh, health, health. Yeah. Thank you, Vasa. It's the level plus charisma modifier. Oh, everybody yeah, gets plus ten. <laughs> oh yeah, gets plus I was about 10. to ask that. Like that's a total total bullcocky. Yeah. Ten, <laughs> ten health. I was wondering, like, why did it go down? But I don't know why I didn't question. It. Yo, this is this is a pretty heavy game. I lost the sword, and then Tomkins lost his magic shield, and Erdely lost her gun. We get the gu- fuck out of this swamp right now, because I only have one. Sword We're left. only an hour in, so you can get out of there real fast if you go back. How much long? Oh fuck. Okay. Uh, uh. Well, I'm glad we didn't lose an un- an irreplaceable silent sniper magical gun of all things. Well, so I feel like I feel like if we clear the stump, the the swamp, and then we'll like the moment we step out of the swamp, Twin will be like right there, be like, oh hey guys, how how was it going? <laughs> I, I just I was just walking through that flower field. It was great. Triggered triggered my seasonal allergies a little bit, but yeah, how, how's you guys? Is there any way we can like stealth the rest of the swamp? I would I would actually want to stealth, I think at this point. Yep. So at this point you look and there are actually um I hesitate to to use the word path, but there are two kind of directions you can take. And Roberto, you're the one that notices this. You can head deeper into the um sort of wooded section of the swamplands or you can try to clear around the trees. And stay in a more clear area. I would recommend going through the forest, the area, just because like I would probably be able to help a little bit more there. But I would defer to your guys' judgment because this land is uh, doesn't feel good. It ain't right. 
Can Vasa's 18 perception offer anything from what she sees in the clear area and the trees? No, we don't see anything that would worry you, I should say. Both paths look clear. Both paths lead to where we're going to go any- either anyway, okay. Because they're not really paths, it's just like, do you want to try and steer away from the wooded area? From the, um... The hanging trees, or do you want to... Well, I guess my question, kind of like a meta question, is um, would my foresty rangery skills help aid us? Foresty? No. Ranger? It's not going to help you pick a path. This is like mm-hmm. pure like, gut and instinct. Like, would it help us if we went through the foresty, woody... No, it's not a forest, it's just trees. Okay, fuck that. Then. <laughs> Let's go. It's a choice that matters, but you're not sure that you have any mechanical ways to figure out which way. Should we just vote on it? Are you asking for a vote if we vote, Tomkin says? Uh, yeah, I guess. I say no vote. I say that you have to choose. Me? Sure. I don't know. You're putting up a vote for a vote, so I wanted to vote. Thanks, Tomkins. I appreciate that. I think you're um, welcome. And he looks around and like, are you guys going to vote on whether we should vote? Uh, Grandmother, what do you think? I don't know, Vasa. What do you think, Topkins? How about you? What do you think? I think Roberto should lead us. Because he knows nature stuff really well. Or you two could talk about it, but I don't know what... I don't know that Vasa or I know anything about this stuff. Uh, Ertleby would... Um, she was just being silly before. She would reach out with her nature call and just like... like try and feel for safety she is like she really wants to see which way is the safest way give me an insight check uh 19 if you head into the open area like as you kind of you reach out you try to kind of feel the area and it's just something almost kind of new for you because you've always felt a connection to the lands but never like this like ever since you've been on Rolanis you've really been a lot more open to the sensations that uh, come at you from the wild, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as you extend yourself a little bit, you get two different kinds of sensations. To your right, you feel little pokes and tugs and um, massages across the top of your brain. To the left, you feel fear from an almost familiar source. Now there's something there's something terrifyingly familiar to the left, but to the right you feel like kind of almost like fingers slowly massaging and working around the almost the skin of your brain. So what do you want to do? So it's terrifyingly familiar. Which means like, we've fought it before and we can kill it. Probably. Maybe. She know. would describe the brain sensation to Tompkins. Be like, have you heard of such a thing on this world? No, not on this world. Not on this world? Yeah, not on this world. What world would have such a thing? Oh, I 
gosh. Um, Menroth, and he points over to Vasa. Men, uh, Menroth would definitely have this, that sort of sensation. Um, let me think. Um, I guess that that's the only f- for the sensation I'm, I'm familiar with. Erdlebe would nod her head and say, Well, I'm sure and quite eager for this to occur, we will go to Menroth soon with Tin and Brummelstone here and sure to rejoin us at a point where Rolanus thinks is high drama. I think we should head that way. And she points in the direction of the familiarity, but also the fear. Tompkins looks at the rest of you. Roberto, repeat what I just said so he follows you. Roberto repeats what she just said so he follows me. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go. All right. Do you guys want to move forward or stop here? I'm kind of, I'm cool to keep playing. Up to you guys. I'm cool. What would have? How are you doing, Olivia, in terms of uh, sleepiness? I'm pretty sleepy. I think I think I want to go to sleep. I mean, I kind of just want to like end on like a high drama note in case Megan's gonna like come <laughs> back though. Like, it- I can do another half hour if like. What's the feel? It's um, up to you guys. I'm cool. Pedro, what do you? Is there? I can't say. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do like another like half hour or like is that okay i'd be up right i'm i'm up so all right i'm really pooped but this is really as always fun so <laughs> it's getting good let's go into the forest we go into the fearful forest okay <laughs> fearful forest it's way better than what i had <laughs> fearful <laughs> um <laughs> like the forest of anxious worry <laughs> <laughs> You decide to head further into the loose, almost noose-like branches of the trees. Oh, I don't and like the sound of that. Continue navigating through there. It'll be the the mild sensation of uh, fingers lightly wrapping along the top of your brain fades away. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel like it's going to be a threat anymore. Instead, your heart begins to race as you move forward more and more and more anxiety and 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 fear really are just they're right at the edge of your perception lightly wrapping their fingers at the door oh. uh, the rest of you are fine like maybe Ertlebee's freaking out but the rest of you are like <laughs> <laughs> Tompkins especially <laughs> you continue your march through the swamplands uh, the trees are getting thicker and thicker as you continue moving forward. Vasa kind of at some point mutters, she's like, I don't like the look of those branches. Try not to, um, try and like, and she kind of ducks and weaves, trying to not really let her head get really brushed by any branches or anything. You kind of come into a, a little bit of a clearing, but only a clearing by about 20 feet, right? Where the trees are just really pulled away. And as you walk into the area, it's not till you're right in the middle of it that Vasa, you notice something. Oh God, please don't be something scary. You've seen all sorts of plant life. Oh God. 
inside of the swamps as you've as you've marched forward you've seen these trees with these branches that seem to sort of die the lower they get um you've seen reeds coming out of the water what you haven't seen until now are these three twisted odd looking mushrooms there's one in front of you and then two kind of behind you guys like one behind you to the left and one behind you to the right and as you walk into this area and you, you're the first one to notice, you're like, wait, what? And then you notice this mushroom. It's much bigger than a normal mushroom. It's maybe like three feet tall. And as soon as you guys get into the area, it starts to pulsate and breathe rapidly. And you can, even though you can't hear it, it's almost like you can feel it breathing heavily into your ear like a stranger that won't give you any distance. At that moment, the rest of them start to do that, too. The rest of you maybe don't hear it. Voss is the only one that's picking up on this because of her perception. But you all need to make uh, charisma checks. I, I got a 14. 17. In nine. Nine. But I'm inspired by tension. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, 18 plus 4, 22. Whew. Um, so Roberto's the one that failed, I believe, 14, right? Yeah. Yeah. These mushrooms, this, this fungus, as it kind of like starts to shift and shake, you watch as this kind of like darkness drips off of it too. And the moment the darkness, the first drop of darkness hits the water, the entirety of the water goes black for Roberto. Oh, God. And inside the darkness of the waters below, you can see every terrible moment uh, that you've experienced in your journey so far and past all of these moments all the way at the at the bottom in the deepest part of the waters is Brummelstone and his hand is reaching up to you and there is no way he's going to reach out of the waters in time whatever your move is next you watch as the waters take him and he leaves your view and you're stricken with fear that you just let your brother die. You're going to suffer a disadvantage to I let you know. As fear washes over you. Roll initiative, everyone. Uh, is, um, is, is rolling for initiative with dexterity, we said? Yep. I just got a 12. Are we? Oh. We're rolling for initiative? I got, I got a 20. 18. Oh, wait, so, I add. What do I add? Dexterity. First round, um, Roberto. What are we? What exactly are we fighting? I'm sorry. The, I'm mushroom. sorry. So these these mushrooms uh-huh. um, are ripping themselves off of the trees that they were on. You can feel, you can hear like it's like their skin being ripped by themselves, and then um, as they stretch upwards, like they're covered, like they're they're composed of like purple and green. Like they're 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 purplish. Um, and they're, the kind of skin that wraps around them is being stretched as they move. And then they have green pus that kind of like explodes from the different spores that were around them. And then this kind of mouth stretches out in the middle of it. And it just... Okay. So that's what you're finding. Roberto is Probably. not happy with this. Okay, well, I'm going to... Roberto's freaking out a little bit. So he has actually these four flasks of oil... I'm going to throw one of them. I'm going to like throw it at the myconid, or no, sorry, the mushrooms. I don't. That's what it is. It's myconid. Oh, oh, motherfuckers! 
He's not. Uh, Roberto's not taking not taking any shit from these motherfuckers ever again. Um, throws a flask of oil at one of, at the nearest group and then tosses a lit torch at them at the oil. Can I do that on one action? Now, use an object means you either throw the well. I guess you could throw the flask with your action mm-hmm. and then light a torch, but you couldn't throw the torch afterwards. Okay. Okay. I throw one flask of oil at the ve- the nearest. Give me a roll. Plus dexterity. 17. Hey, did you roll disadvantage, um, Roberto, when you wrote through that flask? Oh, I did not. And that means I, I got a 7. Or 11. So oh, yeah. It I hit the tree. Okay. Yeah. Then, but I still took out the torch. And, like, <laughs> kind of brandishing brandishing right. it menacingly yeah. but sorry go okay. ahead Dustin. so i'm gonna go i'm gonna use my two weapons to attack um a myconid are there any that look like the hairy one like one looks like the alpha or whatever or do they all look, they all look pretty much the same okay roll to attack for the rapier 17 for the rapier attack let's hit okay scimitar check three plus seven which is a 10 that one's a miss Okay. So the first, yeah, you die for it for the first attack and pierce it. You try to follow up and it, it's way too limber. Okay, whatever. I'll just go for the damage of the rapier. Uh, 1d8 is 1 plus 4, so a total of 5 piercing damage. And then I'm going to use my cutting action to disengage and I'm going to move. You attack back. twice. What? Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, didn't you, right? Yes, I mean like yeah, the one yeah. missed, so I didn't really attack. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You can move back, but they'll get an opportunity attack on you. No. Okay. <laughs> um, it'll be. There we go. It's dark. There's the clearing, and suddenly it's as if the clearing is opening up. You think um, the trees are moving to make way for the sun, but no. It's an unnatural beam, a beam of the moon. <laughs> and she puts it on um, the magnet whose face she likes the least. <laughs> it's, it's up to you. It's the one next to Vasa or one of the other ones that hasn't been attacked yet? Um, she does one of the ones that hasn't been attacked yet. Okay. Okay, yeah. So you can see the moon beam start to build and pierce through uh, the swampy veil. Um, the one that's next to Vasa. Whoever's like a little bitch and doesn't do anything. (laughs) The first thing it does is it pulls back and then goes... (sighs) Oh, shit. And I need you to make a constitution check. Constitution? Got a nine. You watch as these spores erupt from its mouth and then to coat you in this sickly way and at first it's like there's nothing going on and then you can feel your stomach turn and you can feel you starting to sweat from your forehead already you feel nauseous and you anyone else might not know what's going on you know immediately what's going on you are poisoned yeah it does that and then it kind of like a fist bursts out of the side and then it's kind of got this like sickly green liquid over it and it jumps up and tries to punch you in the gut Leave me alone, you stupid floor. It. Oh, no. Pedro. <laughs> no. No. Why are you Pedro. making that face, Pedro? Pedro? I just, because I... No. No. 
It jumps up, and you cannot believe the power behind oh, this fist. Oh my god! Now, part of it is that you can see that it's tripping with that same kind of dark black substance that almost looks familiar. So, after I tell you the damage, you can roll insight to see if you, or intelligence, sure. up to you. Uh, 16 damage as it no. slams its fist into its gut. No. While screaming like, ah! Oh my god, these are fucking. I'm, I'm calling it right now. These are shadow. 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 My goodness. Shadow mushrooms. Shadow, shadow mushrooms. mushrooms. Calling it. Dark mushrooms. Alright, so let me go ahead and roll insight. Uh, insight, go! I'm just fucking stunned that a mushroom <laughs> punched me that hard. I ain't got <laughs> jack shit on insight. I rolled an 8. Yeah, so yeah, it knocks the wind out of you. Um, the second one, I'm gonna go ahead, it's gotta take the damage now, makes a constitution save. Oh, <laughs> gotta be a 13. Fails. Nine damage. This kind of weirdly happens at the same time. The first one has taken, after it's landed that hit, right? It lands, and then it kind of rises up, and it's staring at Ivasa, right? And then as you look at it, it opens its mouth and inside, you don't know how you realize this, but you can see the last cavern on Rolanus, the one that leads to Menroth, and you watch as it collapses. At the same time, um, Ertlebe, as you're looking at the one that you just hit with the moonbeam, it looks at you and it, it stretches out its mouth and kind of tilts its head and almost cra- it feels like it's almost cracking its neck to do this. And deep inside of its mouth, you can see specks of metal um, laying in the hands of Benjamin Manley as he realizes what you've done to him. And then he looks up and he looks like he has nothing else left in this world and he pulls his own gun out and you're afraid of what he's going to do with it. The last one, it's going to rush forward to you, uh, Ertlebe. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you to first make a constitution save. 15. So it pulls back and <laughs> shoots a different kind of spore at you. This one flies right into your face, and you feel like you want to just fall back and go to sleep. But you shake it off. Oh, thank God. Um... And then as you shake it off, what's your AC? 15. As you shake it off, it kind of, you're kind of leaning back, right? Mm-hmm. It runs up you and it kind of jumps off of your tummy and goes for a giant swing. And you just brought out of the way of that. Also rude. Also, yeah. everyone knows Ertlebee's boobs extend well over her tummy. <laughs> so they were jumping on the whole package. <laughs> Like. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is like Ohio. <laughs> it's the entrance ramp. <laughs> the other one uh, runs to you as well, Ertlebee. And I need you to make another constitution save. Um, wow, I'm really glad I didn't waste my luck. Um, I'm gonna just roll again. I got a six, so I'm. Uh, I'm and I got a six. You turn around the last moment and catch more spores in your face. And this one does cause you to do a dead man's float. Does that mean I'm asleep? Yep. 
You are asleep. All right. All right. This is it, guys. <laughs> After the dead man's float, it jumps on you and it births two arms covered in sickly green, right? And then it reaches up into the sky and its jaw unhinges and it starts to just cough up darkness that kind of starts leaking up into the sky as if it's a slow drip down the drain. What and the you're not sure fuck? what that is. New round in Borto. What in the fuck is... Okay, I'm gonna rush to the one... one of the, is the one that's like on Ertlebee right now. That one's hurt as well. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go for that one. I'm gonna run... I, I still have one torch in my hand, so I can't... Is it count as a weapon? Uh, an improvised weapon, you just don't get your proficiency bonus. Okay, well... Oh, I mean, so I have my main hand, and I guess the torch is my offhand right now. Um, I can... I do want to cast Hunter's Mark on the one I'm about to attack, which is the one on top of Erdobie. Um, I jab four with my Rape Rear of Sharpness, and I... I have to roll for disadvantage, eh? Not anymore. I roll, uh, what is this? A 16 to hit on my main hand. That's a hit. That's a hit. So, I jab forward and I hit it for six piercing damage on top of plus one for the Colossus Slayer. And I'm going to roll 1d6 on my online thing. For Hunter's Mark? For Hunter's Mark, for three. So you watch as, um, Roberto kind of pulls back his rapier traces a sigil in the air and then closes his fist and then he seems to have some kind of new insight to the creature and then suddenly just dashes forward with incredible speed and punches his rapier into the creature and it it screams you pierce it it's still on her but that weird stuff stops and it looks at you and its mouth opens and deep inside of it you can see uh, Brummelstone but Brummelstone is uh, trying to reach out to you as spores engulf him and dissolve and eat away his skin. I, I, Roboto yells at himself, it's not real, but he's having trouble believing it. Vasa? Vasa is going to disengage from the Mikanid that she was engaged in, that she was attacking, and she's going to move to join Roboto and attack the one that's on top of Ertleby. Mm-hmm. And she's gonna use her rapier to attack it. So let's roll to attack that thing. It's 15. That's it. Yeah, you, you rush forward, uh, join up with Roberto, and just drive your rapier into it. Oh, and then Voss, I need you to also take 10 more damage from the poison. The one that was attacking you rushes up, and I need you to make a constitution save. I got a 12. You can hear it run up, like slush up behind you, and it goes... And even though you've been trying to keep your mouth covered and everything, it seems to somehow saturate your skin and put you to sleep. Oh, come on. It was, it was good. I had walk in the world. And then it jumps on you, and the same thing. It just... And just like this darkness starts pouring out of it. The second one, the first thing it does is it pulls its head back. And these meaningless spores just wash all over you. It shoots the same kind of spores that put your companions to sleep. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to sleep, and these yeah. spores don't attack your <laughs> biology, so yeah. they wash all over, and it looks <laughs> confused. The third one kind of pulls itself back. You can hear like parts of its skin crack open, as instead of doing what it did before, 
it thrusts its hand on top of uh, Ertlebee's forehead and then starts ripping out darkness. Anyone, uh, Roberto, give me an insight check. Rude. Plus four. I got 14. You realize it, you have a terrible, terrible idea of what it's doing. It looks like it's pulling out the same substance that the nightmares are made of. It puts its hand on her forehead and then pulls up this thick, sickly darkness that as it pulls up, forms into a nightmare. And the nightmare kind of crashes into the water and starts to form and pull itself together and try to find a form that it wants to take. No. <laughs> it's, it's mega Ertlebee. Yeah. Can it be like, uh... No, 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 like... no, no, we should, no, no, don't give it ideas. <laughs> oh. Just, just pull the grenade, man. End it here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to season three, episode seventeen. I kind of want to end on a high drama note. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incompetech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at sirenscape.com. You know how, like, like there's some, like, famous enemies, like uh, vampires and werewolves mm-hmm. and pirates and ninjas. I want to put forth robots and mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> robots and mushrooms are sworn oh enemies. God, it's so true. They are the opposite of each other. So that's the new, that's the new oh enemies thing. <laughs>